Hey guys and welcome back to the podcast. Um, so today I'm continuing the May challenge, but I decided to change it a little bit because I got tired of talking to myself. So I decided let me actually bring in guests, people that I know and that I think are interesting and it would be really nice to have a conversation with them. So, and I have a hot chocolate today. Remember the first podcast, I don't know if you guys remember, I was having a green tea. But today I'm having a hot chocolate powered by Jack's Bagels. And um, what are the others having? What are you guys having? I think I have a cappuccino. Me too. Bye. Jack's Bagels. Exactly, guys. Jack's <laughs> Bagels. Like, <laughs> anyways, I don't want to speak too much. Obviously, today is a, this week actually is about the guests and listening to what they have to say. So, without further ado, I am going to ask our first guest to introduce herself. Hi everyone, my name is Masa Zita. I'm currently studying BCom Accounting and I'm a third year student. Uh, there was a question asked before the session started, oh, yeah. Sorry. which was, <laughs> if I could live in any African, African country, which one would it be and why? And I want to say Ethiopia. And my reason is a little bit, uh, like it's, okay, the reason is, because the people there are really beautiful oh. and they have beautiful chocolate skin and I feel like if I was surrounded by that, I would just fall in love with being an African person. Oh my goodness, that's so pretty. That's a pretty ending. I thought she was going to be like, I'll fall in love with some guy. No! Have you seen how beautiful, have you seen the beautiful woman, the skin, yes, it's like it's, it's literally close to the sun. And I love that about Ethiopia and their hair. I've never oh. thought about that, but it was such a twist. Yeah. It was such a pretty no, ending. Imagine, imagine going to another country. <laughs> okay, Bubs. Hello. Um, hi, everyone. My name is Babalo Pomva. I'm currently doing my CTA in accounting. And if I could go and live in another African country, it would probably be Nigeria. Why? Because of the music, Afrobeat. Secondly, okay. they are rich in oil, so probably I could score myself a few nairas there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I also, now I feel like answering the question as well. Mm. I want to go to Kenya. I would love to live in Kenya. Mainly because of the food, the beaches, the people, and their economy. And just like how things are done there. Really but also, I want to live in like five African countries, so I have, a, I have an answer for the rest of this week, I guess. So, just to recap, okay, so today we're going to be talking about African solutions in war? African, African solutions, solutions for, for African, African problems. problems. There we go. And that was the quote that I introduced last week by George Ayeti. So, I'm going to ask you guys a couple of questions and we don't, you don't have to answer in a specific order. If you feel like you're ready to answer the question, then you can go ahead, you know, feeling <laughs> confident. Okay, so the first question, okay, directly relates to the quote. Okay, so do you agree with the quote? So African solutions strictly for African, okay, now I'm adding that strictly part, but African solutions for African problems. Do you agree with this? And if you do, why? If you don't, why not? I can also first. Um, I'm kind of split in half and I'll explain why. I think many of the problems we have in Africa, some of them are also seen across the world. So mm -hmm. if you're able to take from different parts of the world how they solved those problems, 
then we can kind of incorporate it into the way we do things in Africa. But then there are certain things that other parts of the world just don't get that African people mm -hmm. do, simply because of the way Africa started. Yeah. Um, we're not the same as, for example, Korea. Korea is not the same. Korea started as just, it was Korea, and then it got split in half, where one believed that you have to be super capitalist, yeah. and another was all about communism. So because of that, uh, we can't exactly take it like that because Korea split in halfway. One half decides to do something else and another half decides to do something else. But in Africa, we don't necessarily have that option where we have two people who both have good solutions, but they're just different solutions. We yeah. have the option to just split it in half and then one side is just on some, let's do this, and then another side does something else. So in Africa, what I think um, would be best would be taking different solutions from different countries but putting an African spin to it because we African people know what African people need. Oh, you can't okay. ask someone from another country to solve a problem about something they've never experienced yeah. before. Yeah. So you're saying if they obviously, so as you say, there's problems in other parts of the world. Mm -hmm. So in order for us to maybe save time and to learn from others, we should just take those solutions, mm -hmm. but then Africanize it. Yes. Let's yeah. just like give it that African twist spin. Exactly. Just so that it can specifically cater to our issues. Definitely. Yeah. That makes sense. So you kind of like on both ends exactly. of the spectrum. Yeah. A little bit Def of both. On both. Okay. Mm. Um, for me, I really don't know how to feel about it. Um, because if you look into Africa as a whole, we have different countries into this continent. And if you look at our problems in South Africa, they are not the same as the problems in Nigeria. Mm. So even if we do have African solutions for our African problems, but where in Africa are we being specific to? Okay. okay. Yeah, so you, you, you can't like take this solution, let's take um, the, I don't want to get into this topic, but I'll just pass it in mention. Okay. Let's take um, the LGBTQI rights. Okay. In South Africa, you can date a man, you can mm. date a woman, but you go to other countries where yes. you find out that you get arrested for yes. those things. Yes. So that's why I'm like, even though we have these solutions, but where in Africa are we going to implement them? Because mm. it's not one or yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, definitely. It's actually something I never thought about, actually. Me too. Just the fact that, because I know when, I, like, you know what, actually, I think it's now because if you go outside of Africa, everyone is always like, oh, the African country or you from Africa, so you're expected to look like this, to speak like this, to come from Exactly. Yes. So, now we're slowly, now when we fight against that, we're also now thinking in our heads, okay, so as Africa, so we're low-key beginning to think that we are like just one unit. So yes. even now, so maybe, that's even maybe why the progress and development itself in Africa is so slow because we keep thinking in wholesome. Maybe we need to actually break it down. Exactly. And have yeah. country by country. I never thought about that yeah, though. Same. It's because the rest of the world sees us as one. So we're beginning to believe that what is coming from the yes. outside. Yes. Basically. Okay. All right. Sorry. <laughs> I just had an aha moment. So actually, I think this links nicely to the next question. So can Africans then solely solve problems on their own without any outside help? You can answer if you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to be specific to South Africa. Um, we can solve our problems on our own, 
But if you look into our country, there are outside factors. Like if you look, in, I, I don't want to be controversial in this podcast. Mm. Don't want to get arrested. Don't want to get sued. Like if you look into, let's take in our leadership as a country as a whole. They are fighting with each other. Oh yes, there's no unity. There's no unity. Zero. Like they are being divided. There, the other party will be like, let's do this, and the other one will be like, even mm. our own leadership, it's in not, it's not in unity. Mm. And then um, you will find like, oh, I don't want to be controversial, but let me just. That's the whole point. Let's all give our opinions, and if we it's an opinion. But heads, then that's the point. It's progress, so it's chill. Okay, so <laughs> yes, we do have our problems, but. Let's take even the, the, the COVID funds, for instance, the money that was supposed to help us, what happened to it? No one can say anything about exactly. that. Exactly. No one knows. And how are we going to fix our own country if we also don't even know what's happening in our own country? we can't solve our own problems on a micro scale for like a municipality. Exactly. Like you, you, you can even look at Umtad, millions went missing. And you can look at their roads and all of that. And, mm. and no one is, is being held accountable. Exactly. But and it's literally just like the South Africans themselves managing all of that. But so now, and it is without any yeah. outside help. So, and we're struggling to solve simple things like getting electricity, mm. getting water. Mm. Okay. Um, yeah. As you guys were talking, I was thinking, I think the biggest problem we have is as people in general now it's just greed because if that element was taken out of it i honestly think we would be able to do it on our own but because that element is still there it's really difficult for people to put other people's needs before what they want so that's why things like you know disappearing of funds happens and um to answer the question directly now i really think we need resources more than anything because South Africa, okay, South Africa specifically, but Africa in general has a lot of resources. Yeah, yeah. We just aren't using them here. And if we were to use them here, then it would be better. Mm-hmm. But also if we were to get extra resources for certain specific things that we don't have from other countries that they do have, that would definitely aid us into being able to solve those problems. I agree with that, that we do need resources, but... To a certain extent, I feel like even if you get those resources, if you don't have, like what you were saying, mm-hmm. if you don't have the pure intention to solve problem X mm-hmm. and problem Y, even having those solutions is not going to help because we got a lot of funding last yes. year for, from, for COVID from various mm-hmm. outside um, sponsors and all of that. And, and as you were saying, lots of those funds have gone missing. So for me, it, it no longer becomes a thing of resources. It becomes a thing of our mindset and where are our priorities mm. but i think for now at least okay so what do you what, what do you say you're saying we can't solve I, our own problems or we need to just i think we need to <coughs> shift mindset yeah that's what i think needs to happen because more than anything people are genuinely putting themselves yeah. before what other people need they're just putting what they want first and, and i think what's nice thing. about that when if you focus on what are we thinking? What is our vision? What is our mission? You don't necessarily need anything for that. Mm. Yeah. You just need to, you know, put out your pride on the side, put your ego on the side, let's work together. Mm-hmm. And if we're going to clash in opinions for a while, that's going to trigger that progress that we need. And then once we somehow eventually get to a general 
consensus of okay this is what we agree on this is the mission mm. that's when we can now accept those resources and we know it's actually going to go to something mm. okay let's go to the next question okay so considering the african history our societal complexity okay what would you recommend to an outside person who wants to help africa and who maybe has a solution already but has not fully maybe pitched it to you know those that are going to be benefiting from the solution what would you recommend that they need to first consider before just coming and saying i'm going to help africans or i'm going to give a solution mm-hmm. what what should outside people first consider if they really genuinely want to help okay do you want to ask me so in my opinion i was watching something on it's gonna sound so like how does this relate but <laughs> watch where it goes right so i was watching Grey's anatomy oh, <laughs> i really like Grey's anatomy but there's an episode where um one of the doctors there is super rich which season sorry 17 <laughs> 17 episode i think 11 i'm mm. not sure so one of the doctors there was a super rich guy super super rich and People don't have places to stay <coughs> to quarantine during COVID. Okay. So he's like, okay, no, it's fine. I'll give you hotel rooms. Okay. I'll just book everyone that doesn't have a place to stay uh. in a hotel room. And then one of the residents on the show says, I understand that you want to help, but what you're doing is putting a temporary fix to a permanent problem. Oh. And he was also, she also was on some... <clears throat> by you showing hotels that you can pay in full price you're taking away the the the, there was another fund that was helping but they were getting the hotel rooms at half the price okay so when they started to see that a doctor was paying full price they were on some okay no we can't help you now Mm. because we're getting the full money and then the doctor is like okay let me withdraw from what i'm doing now and they sat with each other this resident this uh resident and the doctor was like a billionaire Mm. sit together and the woman says if you genuinely want to fix the problem, ask someone who's been in the problem, someone who's observed the problem, mm-hmm. someone who understands the problem. Do not ask someone who is on like a higher level. For example, if someone like a multi, like a billionaire was to come to South Africa, do not go to the government and ask them where the funds should go. Okay. Yeah. Ask okay. the people where the funds should go because the people are the ones who are experiencing what's wrong. Mm. You can't ask a, 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 someone high in the hierarchy on some, okay, tell me what to do. Mm. They don't know what to do because they're living in the upper class. Yeah. They don't know what the lower class problems are or the middle class problems for that matter. Mm. So you need to ask every civ- every single level Okay. All the way to the bottom. I see what you mean. What to do. Yeah. Don't just up there. No. Mm. So that's what I think should happen. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Me too. Please repeat the question I got lost <laughs> in that she was saying. Because I was like... I even made me, I was like, what did I ask you? But it just sounds like it just makes so much sense. Okay. The question was... Considering, <laughs> considering the African history, our societal complexities, what do you recommend... What would you recommend an outsider who seeks to help um, Africa and who wants to bring in a solution? What should they consider before just jumping in and helping? Oh, man, is, is there even... Is there, uh, you just took words out of my mouth. Right? <laughs> because, I mean, while you were speaking, I was thinking in my head, well, I mean, 
obviously they're gonna sit with someone but in, in my head i'm thinking obviously they're gonna speak to the president and you know mm. the ministers but to be honest they don't fully understand because they can't even help your own people so you really need to start on the ground and find out what are the problems yeah and so what are we going to now do to fix them because i think this is also a very controversial topic but <laughs> if you look at xenophobia Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I, we all condemn it. It's not right that this mm-hmm. violence takes place. But also at the same time, when a lot of these foreigners come into South Africa, mm-hmm. they are fleeing you know, desperate situations. There's a lot of war. Mm-hmm. There is violence. Mm-hmm. Things are just not looking right in this continent. So obviously, they're running away from all of that. When they come in, obviously, they've got bare minimum. So where will they go? Where will they afford to stay? Obviously in the townships. Mm-hmm. And the townships as it is in South Africa, people like South Africans themselves are struggling to get accommodation. People are struggling to find just a place to live, like unskilled basic, basic, sub-basic level work. Mm-hmm. That's already a, a, a big issue among South Africans themselves. Now let's bring in people from Zimbabwe, from Ghana, from Nigeria, all of us unskilled. Now we're all fighting in that small area. Mm-hmm. Me coming from a relatively comfortable background, I'm just simply going to condemn and say South Africans are violent. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? We're all just going to say they're not doing the right thing. They are horrible. Let's condemn. But have you actually gone into the issues and understand where is the... Because it's it's frustration and it's pain and it's it's that lack of having something. Mm. That's where that frustration comes from. And then it comes out in that harsh manner because people at the top where everyone... Everyone consults with them, they're not going down mm-hmm. to the problem. Yeah, it's just definitely sense. That's the problem. And then you have the cycle of violence because no one knows how to communicate because you like the government is not even communicating with the people themselves. Actually, also, oh, sorry, okay. go ahead. Also, what I, what I was thinking of, um, let's say this person comes and consult, they have the intention to help, mm-hmm. they consult with people at higher level. And let's say they distribute the funds to them. Mm. Now the intention for the money changes. Oh, goodness, yeah. You That's see? True. So the other person might, might have the intention to help, but when it goes to actually solving the problem, let's say um, someone donates um, 15 million to build houses in Cape Town. Mm. By the time the money gets to Kailicha, it's no longer 15 million. Mm. Exactly. It's probably 100,000. Exactly. And now the quality That's of those true. houses is, are, is it's subpar. And then if anything happens, those houses are either blown away or mm. they catch a flooded, light, all that stuff. flooded, all of those mm. things. Um, I was thinking while you were talking, um, oh, I forgot now. <laughs> also, 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 what I wanted to comment <laughs> is <clears throat> if we look at our country as a whole, um, and then this person comes with the intention to help. Do they really want to help us? Mm. What, what do you mean? Like, is it for publicity? No, do they really want to help? Because there's that thing of, okay, look, I'll give you the money at the moment. I will help you build houses. Let's say um, they will want to reallocate people. Mm. And then they moved people from the informal settlements and then they build them houses somewhere else. Mm. What is, the, what is that person's intentions? Mm. What if they want that land? Okay. So I hear what you're saying. Exactly. So they might just be, okay, look in this direction, but these are my true intentions. Exactly. I'll move you out of your farms, build your houses, build your complexes, 
But my true intention is just to take your land. Exactly. So we also have to question the help that yeah. you are receiving, even though that it's good. And but you thoroughly question it because it's not just about receiving. As you're saying, it's about intention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are they going to benefit from helping mm-hmm. us? Because it's a dog. It, it's dog world out there. Exactly. And also, with what you were saying about greed, if they directly go to government or people that are just not they don't really care about what's going to happen even if they know that the true intention is malicious because they're going to benefit from this rearrangement and them getting land it's not going to really you know hurt them and so they, they might even get to a point where they allow exactly. that to happen mm. um finally remember what i was going to say so what happens is sometimes let's say the people do end up talking to the lower um level community yeah. right and they don't they hear what they're saying, but they don't understand Stand. what they're saying. Okay. And sometimes they will understand what they're saying, but mm. they decide later on not to implement or to listen to what the lower level people had said. Instead, most now people will start at the bottom, so they'll hold community meetings. Normally, that's what happens. Mm-hmm. I my my cousin is a Gosan. I don't know, mm. like the the king. Okay. Yeah, village, yeah, yeah. Right. So what happens is they ask him to lead the community meetings so okay. people will gather in the yard and we're going to talk and, and all that stuff they give their problems he takes that message and he delivers it to there's an office by Mdanzani and he, he gives the message to that office by the time it gets to a higher level it's no longer mm, what the people had, yes it's no longer what the people had actually said in this how do i explain what i'm trying to say um people will relay their problems mm-hmm. they'll say exactly what's wrong but because people are trying to protect their image, okay. so they do their best to refine what the actual problem, problem is. is. Because sometimes the problem is caused by the people trying to find the solution. Mm. So, because, um, for example, how do I give an example? Uh, people are going to complain about potholes. Mm. But the reason for potholes is because when people give you money to fix the roads, you don't actually oh. fix the roads. What you do is you take the money and you use it for something else that you want. Yeah. And so when, you're gonna now hide it. So exactly. So when people are telling you the problem, you're like, yeah, I know the problem. I'm the cause of the problem. <laughs> and it happens so many times. And it's not even the sense of that people aren't saying what the problem is. It's because people choose to relay the message in a different way mm. when they deliver it to higher levels of municipality. Oh, they're trying to like, protect It's themselves. like that, that ring telephone game. Yes. yes. Broken telephone. Broken telephone. It's yes. exactly like that. And people are always trying to protect themselves because you always want to look good and no one wants to lose their job. Mm-hmm. Even though you know you're corrupt, you don't want to lose your job. So you're going to do your best to keep a good image. Hence why you hide all the problems you created and you say you're going to solve the problem to higher level. Why would you also hide the problem you created? Why would I create a problem? Why am I creating a problem? Why am I going around creating problems? No! No, I'm not, no, no! I'm not creating problems! No, this is just a question because sometimes let's look into our departments. Sorry to just give it. Let's look into our departments. Um, no one to speak about you doing accounting, right? Yeah. So you go and work somewhere else in this department. Actually, I don't want to name departments. In this particular <laughs> department, you find out that these people that are stealing money, mm. you got the people that are stealing money and they tell you how to cover it up. Mm. Are you telling me that you are going to expose everyone in the office? This is my... If... I'm leaving. <laughs> 
guys, I actually thought about it this morning. I was thinking, imagine if I was put in a situation yeah. where I literally had no option but to follow these people because or it's leave. A it's a system. Because it's already been created before yeah. I was here. And, and I'm one person that's true. who just started working. Imagine, I'm, uh, what's this thing? I'm doing my articles first like, year. Still, I'm here and now I answer no. I'm going to whistleblow all of you. Who am I? To do that, and that's the problem. It's like this. This culture is not cultivated in what's coming. Exactly. So even if you, I passed E ethics with distinction, guys. Auditing, I passed, no fail, nothing, nothing. <laughs> but because this is the situation, this I'm just going to. And I come there with the true intention to say this is wrong. But now I'm like, there's a culture here. A culture exactly. that you don't exactly. You exactly. can't fit into it. And that's the so problem. Reason, this is what we need to be talking about. Like now, how I passed ethics, I passed auditing. Now what? How are we going to still but, hold hands as auditors and say, "Ups, becoming"? Even though you 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 can even look in this KPMG matter, yeah. and it's not even someone at lower management that mm. were working to steal the funds. It's actually people at higher management. Yeah. So, and the problem is, you see how it seeps into everything. Mm. Exactly. It seeps into professional, it's in government, and it's even in schools. Mm, definitely. Yeah, we have a problem. So, like, I feel like there are some problems that um, our leaders were created by their former leaders, so they just get in there. Take the NC, the stealing of money. And it's, it's, it's a cycle. It's a, and no one will If I'm benefiting, why would I want to? destroy the entire system. Imagine exactly. getting 15 million for just sitting at home and doing nothing. I would, personally, I would never expose that. I would never, ah. I would run. I'm not the kind of person to be out here on some, you did it, you did it. Exactly. You did it. Imagine, I'm too scared. Imagine, guys, you're 23, these people are 45, they They've have both been doing their lifestyles on it. And sometimes, and excuse me, so according to the standards, <laughs> textbook. You can't do that, sir. No, no, Imagine. No. And like, also, as a whistleblower, you have to consider your safety when you want to blow such, such things because... Legitimately. Because there was this other woman, I'm so sorry to interrupt you, there was this other woman on TV, I remember, not even, was it TV, but it was somewhere, where she says, I'm going to expose people. Please remember, if I die, it yeah. is because I did this. Yeah. She legitimately said it on TV. But did she die? I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember. I think it was back in like what 2014, yeah, and she was. I think she's gone too. But yeah. it was still when there was um in Ghana. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah was that 2014? Yeah. I don't know. But there was a problem. So it had something to do with our former president. Mm. Oh, okay. Also, uh, an, uh, another example is if you read Jackie Jackie Pamuta's books. The those bare you okay, guys. I'll, I'll read it. Ah, I'll you guys, I'll you guys, you don't I'll, read. I'm like, I'll, I'll, have a, I'll make a series, and you guys can all recommend books. Ah, African you guys. So he was, she was basically um because she she used to be a BSc and stuff like that. So she was exposing things okay. that are happening at the hockey club. But she had to change. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the change names mm. and add few things just for the book. And while she was on her life, she was saying, um, while she was in the process of writing a book, mm. she was getting threatened, people were following her, because no one wants someone who's going yeah. to expose their secrets. Exactly. Definitely. Problems, problems, problems. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this question for how long? It's good. That's a third question. 
I don't even know. I think it's, it's, it's the third question you mentioned. Okay, that's getting there. So, next question. What do you think makes African problems unique and sometimes difficult or challenging to solve? Well, look, he's spoken about this, but anyways. Oh, yeah. I have an answer. Yeah? I have an answer. Oh, no, you can. Uh, it's the way African problems were started. Mm. You need to like actually fully, fully dig into it now, and it always goes back to one thing. It's true. All of I'm not even joking. Not only did colonizers impact the way we do things in our daily lives, they also changed the way you think. Yeah. Like it is so hard for me to tell myself that I'm not competing against another black person. Ooh, that is your. We're that supposed is to be going up together, mm. but we are actually legit. Like we are so. Dr- it's drilled in. That we have to compete against mm-hmm. each other. If I can just add on that, mm. I was reading a book where it said that, and like during that time of segregation and oppression, it was only a select few of black people that were invited to the table to let's talk about this now. So we are sitting here as mm. as as three black individuals, mm. but no, I'm going to call Basa. Masa, you gotta go. So now we're sitting here, she's sitting there, she's having tea with the people, and like you know what I mean? So it it literally that's where it started. It was only a few people, and then even after democracy, mm. when we because there was this hurry to let's show that we are distributing wealth, blah blah. It was now there was a, a minute percentage of black people that were now upgraded to mm. that middle class, higher mm. earning income black elite. Mm. So and then you was so now there still was that division of black people. Then from that, there's a little bit of people that are the leaders. Exactly. We are sitting with Madiba and all of that. So, yeah. um, I think we might have read the same thing. I also because because so. <laughs> it's is it Rusi? Oh, Rusi! It's him, right? Yes. Okay, but I wasn't reading it because I I'm not good at reading apparently. I was watching it. Okay, um, I was watching it. Share YouTube. No, I was watching it on you YouTube. You guys actually listen to that guy. I don't listen to him frequently, but oh. when when it makes when sense, sense, yeah, when it's sense, yeah, it sticks. It sticks really good. Because he hard. was talking about exactly what you were talking about. He was like, mm-hmm. only a select few mm. were allowed to. It was definitely Vusi. It was definitely Vusi. We heard the same person, mm-hmm. and it stuck to both of us because exactly. it, made it makes sense. sense. Guys. It, makes, it sense. makes sense because we're always fighting against the black person. We never go. Up to care. To be a bit controversial, mm. let's go. To be a bit controversial. So there has been talks mm. on the streets of Twitter. Apparently, people are asking questions now. Um, even though that we got our freedom, did we even get our own financial freedom Ooh, as a country? That's true, though. And people are like, that nigga, may his soul rest in peace. He sold us out. Wow. Hi, Bowie. Now you want you wanted to get sued by by the family. Okay, 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 okay. I don't know. I'm so confused, but it's I, me actually not knowing. Like I actually you know what, what, guys. You know what? I the university. What what? <laughs> Wait, when did that happen on Twitter this year? No, no. Guys, it's this big question that I've been people have been asking. But guys, I, can I please just contest that? I don't necessarily think, and it's what Basa saying. It's so true because of colonization. As African people, we became more defensive instead of like 
progressive people. We were constantly fighting and trying to defend and say, no, but black is beautiful, but no, black is powerful, but no, I want freedom, I want freedom. But because we were so desperate for anything where we have some kind of control and we're allowed to be anyway, it became so small as in, oh, we just want freedom. I just want to have I just want to go to the beach. I just want to walk around the streets without a pass. Oh, yeah. So this thing of financial freedom, mental health, let's get amazing education, that was not as important because, guys, it got so bad that people, the, the black leaders at that time, they were just like, guys, we can't live like this anymore. We just need democracy. We just need freedom. And the thing is, they were so focused on that kind of fighting and that kind of leadership that when they got into power, they didn't have those other skills of, okay, how do we now properly distribute finance? How do we now look at healthcare? As leaders who get a budget of XYZ, who understand that if we don't manage budgets properly, we're going to have a deficit. And deficit can grow at a really fast rate and we won't be able to exchange yeah. like how do we now look at all these different departments they were so fixated on just like more emotive things like black is power black is beautiful that when you when we got to that to those positions of power i now don't know how to i don't know how to manage this budget i'm coming from a place where we would just meet up as leaders underground we didn't have much maybe the most money that i'll get is maybe like a hundred rand two hundred now yeah. i'm sitting in an office with millions. two millions, millions. Mm. I'm gonna go wild. Also, what 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 you just said. Um, if you look at the problem that they were not educated enough, I was just putting that way. Mm. And you look into our current leaders. It's the same cycle. It's, it's the same cycle. Never because, ending. You see, it's but, the same cycle because if you look into some of our ministers, they don't even have degrees exactly. for their job. Exactly. A minister so won't read a number. A minister would be 54 and leading um, the finance department has never done economics. Mm. No, he's a... Uh, I, economics. I just want to put it out there. Mm-hmm. I made it. We made it. Economics. Wait, I forgot. Um, you were saying... Oh, oh guys, I'm so sorry. You were talking about... Please repeat what you were talking about. Really, the last part. Because it's going to come back. What did I say? I don't remember. Oh, no. <laughs> I said... I got it. Okay. okay. So, you're talking about how back in the day, they had to solve the basic things. Like mm. human rights. Just yes. basic human yes. rights. Basic. And now, I think what people are forgetting is exactly what people went through back then. Mm. You can't forget Mm-mm. that they genuinely did not have even a droplet of what we have now. Yeah. And as people, we always want... To get there fast. Yes. And that's a problem. Yes. Because, yes, we solved all the old problems, but you guys can't forget that those old problems were big problems mm. back then. People on, I'm going to tell people on Twitter because Twitter's a problem. <laughs> people on Twitter forget that every single thing requires a plan and you to follow through the steps. Mm. There's a step for every single thing that yeah. needs to happen. There's a plan. There's some, somewhere up there knows what needs to happen in order for us to get total freedom now exactly back then the step one was allowing <clears throat> us human rights just basic human yeah. rights we, and, and that took forever it quick took question forever. Mm. um do you do you think that you will ever get financial freedom in this country eventually mm-hmm. and i say this because i know that at the end of the day 
a plan. Okay, no, let me not say that. <laughs> let me not say that. My answer is still yes. Yeah. But I believe in the execution of a plan. Yes. Because I'm someone who, who is always planning every single thing I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I believe if you follow through the steps that you put in place, <clears throat> you will get where you need to be eventually. Mm-hmm. It may not be tomorrow or in like a hundred years, but you will get there eventually. Okay, mm-hmm. hundred years is an exaggeration. <laughs> but you will get there eventually. Because every single thing requires steps. One step is better than zero steps. Yeah. Two steps is better than one. Okay. If you're moving forward, slowly you're still moving forward the fact that you're able to sit here in a school where we have funding and our parents have jobs and you know i speak english <laughs> and <laughs> i'm not actually, and i'm not an african school is a step we're on it for granted yeah. we're taking it for granted we can't forget where we come from for example yeah. my mom had to go to stellenbosch and they were taught in Afrikaans. And my mom was really bad at Afrikaans. Mm. And let me tell you, my mom's the smartest person I know. She is literally a genius. I will say that low-key, not objectively, because she's my mother. <laughs> but like, I genuinely think my mother is a genius. If yeah. you put my mother in school today, that woman would get A's. Mm. Because yeah. back then, it was every university. Think about if you were taught accounting mm. in Afrikaans. Sure, I die. don't hear... Any language at all. I mean, yeah. English, because Afrikaans, I'm not good at languages. Mm. Now, imagine if I was taught this in, in Afrikaans. Afrikaans. And then you want to call black people stupid. Exactly. So, you're obviously going to teach someone in Afrikaans, guys, not going to be able to perform in the, the same level. level. Exactly. So, we need to think about all those tiny steps that led up to where we are. Mm. We are going to take more tiny steps, but appreciate all the other the tiny steps. Yes, exactly. Appreciate all the steps that were taken. You can't say, I'm sorry to you, wonderful Twitter people. Guys, I'm so I'm so against Twitter. It's unbelievable. <laughs> like, Twitter people cannot out here saying that the man sold us out. Are you kidding? Yeah, no. They, they, guys, are you kidding? You do can't you can't take for granted. Do what not went through, what dare take for granted every single thing that man went through. Yeah. Yes, I understand that he's not the only one. I get that message. Yeah. But he was the face of it. You always need the face of any revolution. Exactly. And that's why he gets the credit <coughs> because he was the face. Mm. And he he didn't necessarily get the worst treatment out of it because there were people who literally just died. But exactly. for example, the fact that he went through it, do not take it for granted. All the people exactly. that they went doing. through it, exactly. Every single step that was taken, you cannot take for like, granted. And, you know, when they say things like that, I just think about, guys, the person that's really close to my heart, I've read his book like 10 times, Steve Biko, the way that Bruh. he died. Then you want to come and tell me and say, these people sold this out. Are you kidding? Guys. Imagine, it makes me so angry. Oh, imagine, being so put, imagine being beaten to a pulp, naked. Being left in the south for a couple of hours, and then you are driven from from was it it was I think it was from Port Elizabeth to Johannesburg in winter, naked at the back of a bucky, and then died on your way there, on your own, alone, and fighting for other people, and then those people years on answer. Are you so? Are you kidding? Nah, you can't. I wish you guys could see our facial expressions because you don't. It's just it's hurt. It hurts my soul. That's why Twitter makes me so angry. Like history should be a compulsory subject until grade 12 because in grade 8 and grade 9 we learn about the Aztec, we learn about Germany. Guys, what am I doing in Germany though? Like, I'm sorry about your war, mm. but you know, it's like, um, how even though it's false information in America, they are legitimately taught American history extensively because they just want, I think, when people know the history of their country. 
they're able to see it as something great. Exactly. Hence why America is all about American pride. That's what we need to do as well. If we all understand what happened in the past, all of us, then we will start making slow progress, I think. You'll appreciate the progress that was already in, made. Woo, that's true. You if you know what happened, you now. appreciate what's already been done. Okay. <laughs> I apologize if I made anyone angry. I was just really passionate about it. I'm going to go to the next question mm. and ask you, name one problem that you think is most concerning to you and what small solution that all of us as young Africans particularly can implement every single day? Class <coughs> Captain, you can give us the answer. Class um, <laughs> Captain, is that what you said? <laughs> Okay, so mine is not going to necessarily answer the whole thing, but I really just want to answer the first part of the question. Mm -hmm. And I think, what it's gonna, again, it's going to be from, ooh, for okay. I really, gen it's stuck to my head. I genuinely think more than anything, we just need to change mindset. Mm. Mindset is the most <clears throat> important thing, even as an individual. There'll be days where you just don't want to do life. Oh, you guys. just it's so hard you know what you need to life. do you know what you need to do yes. you know exactly like what steps you need to take to get there but it's that thing in your head telling you you can't do it yeah or you just don't want to do yeah. it because yeah. it, the task seems so grand huh? oh <laughs> <laughs> sorry i just saw something in it <laughs> so I, I stopped okay so what was it certain things are just not obtainable for yeah, example yeah. i've been listening to you talking right i'm talking to sorry I forgot your name Hello. i'm really sorry i'm really bad with it i should have sincerely i'm so 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 sorry i'm really sorry genuinely it takes me forever to learn people's names i'm so sorry so i was listening to him talking and all i could think was i wish i could change your mindset in the sense of but you keep saying is it even possible Mm. And I think I many mean. people think like that, and I think that is what holds many people back: is thinking that it isn't even possible in the first place. And then, therefore, result we you just so stay, and then you're, yeah, or you look for a not so honest alternative. Yes, there's. It's either you just stay in the problem on some mm. it's fine. Mm. I'll just accept it the way it is because you think it's not possible or you find a very temporary solution to the problem and I think many people think the same way that you do and it's not anyone's fault because no. I used to think like that I, low key parts of me still think like yeah. certain things yeah. aren't possible but I think if people were to start changing the way they view mm. certain problems and they start to think it is possible I may not know how it's going to happen but I think it is going to happen. I think it is possible. Yeah. And if people start to think like that, then a part of your brain starts to look for certain solutions. Uh, just in general life, in normal life problems, if let's say, I don't know, God forbid, anyone gets kidnapped, right? Mm. And you think there's no way I'm getting out of here. But if a person in that situation stops, yeah, not to take people mm. that are kidnapped lightly, mm. guys. But like, honestly, if you're in that situation and you think to yourself, okay, mindset, it's let me think, what can I do to get out of here? Yes. It's been, research has been done many, many times on people that actually have been kidnapped and they were talking about how 
the people who start to think it's possible to get out of here have about a 40% increased chance of actually getting mm. out of the situation because they start to believe that yes. they can actually leave. Yes. So, if people start to believe, belief is a very important thing yeah. in general now, not just like in life, even yeah. the Bible says it, Buddhism says it, Muslim people exactly. say it, every single religion says belief, faith, all that, all those lovely things. Mm. If you start to have those things about the problems in the world or the specific country and you believe it's possible, when someone says, this is what we can do, you answer, okay, because I believe it's possible, let's try it. Let's do it. But until we get there. Until we get there. But now yeah. if people don't believe it's possible in the first place, they're like, oh, I still have Exactly. Then it's only going to be like no one is going to try Because you can be like, well, what's the point anyway? No one's going to try. For another example, one last time. So sorry. <laughs> At uh, there's a res melody residence. Mm-hmm. I used to stay there first year, second year. Mm-hmm. There's this uh, system for GBV. Mm. It's like a whistle. Oh yeah. Oh yes, it is. That idea was put in place so that let's say someone is in a, a bind or a situation they feel like they're unsafe. Mm. They blow the whistle mm. and someone around them is gonna hear that and think, okay. Let me come and help mm. because someone is in trouble, right? The number of people who thought, how is that even possible? Yeah. Had more people thought it was possible, that system would have actually worked. It's now true. that I think about it. <clears throat> yeah. Because there's many situations that, hey, there's been many bad things happening there by that side. As yeah. someone who's been there, there's many situations that I actually think could have been prevented if that system was put in place properly. But yeah. because people rejected it from the get, the solution was no longer a solution. Even though someone mm-hmm. had put in a plan where we can solve the problem by the police, but because people didn't believe it was possible, it, it felt, didn't yeah, it, it, it didn't become a solution easy. anymore. Now that I think about it, I still have my whistle, but like I just like I don't even think of anything. But like, the other thing with the with the whistle <coughs> is that um people would just blow it okay. at random, randomly because no one thought jokes. of it as a solution. Exactly. No one believed that it would actually exactly. solve no the problem. No one took it seriously. Nobody exactly. like, respected its symbolism. Yes. Have did you? Me? Yeah. Play with it? Yeah. No. <laughs> I like to think I'm a very, I'm guess immature. Wow. Imagine setting myself out. I'm mature, Kaz. Okay. Um, I'm not to use my whistle. No, no, but like, why are you blowing a whistle? In general, exactly. like, what are you doing? Because it's the first years that they have, like... I was the first year? Okay, yeah, someone's on that, but like, I was the <laughs> developed first. <laughs> <laughs> No, but there's certain moments I think back in first year and I'm like, well, what was I thinking? Because first year was just... A joke. It was fun. I didn't have friends, but it was fun. I'm joking. <laughs> People that are listening to this, they're like, but I thought I was your friend, guys. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean it. I mean, you're okay. Let's, let's not go there, you know? So, the last question. Okay. I don't think you answered. No, no, it's fine. Answer. No, it's fine. Okay, I knew. <laughs> I could feel the sign that he was not going for it. But anyways, <laughs> the last question that I have for you guys... Okay. In your own opinion, how do you solve an African problem? And how, you spoke about mindset, how now do we promote this kind of thinking and this kind of mindset amongst young African people? Yo. Yo, that's a tough one. I would rather answer the first one. <laughs> no, no I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking. Um, please repeat the question. Okay, let's go. In your own opinion, how do you solve an African problem? And how do you promote this kind of thinking amongst young people? So you, we spoke about mindset, and we all yeah. agree that mindset is important. It's important for us to believe. Now, how 
I'm gonna change mine. Okay, okay, let's just go first. Why? Oh, you've got an answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you can answer. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yes. Um. Okay. I'm gonna talk about the problem from where I come from, Esimo, which is in the middle of nowhere, between Fort Beaufort and Queenstown. So if you look at the the problem is there is high unemployment rate. Mm. And yeah, yeah, yes, people pass metric, they go to a forte and they come back and they just sit and they don't get work. It's so painful to think about case. And it's been happening, it's a cycle. It's a cycle. So obviously you would also get demotivated about mm. applying, getting rejected, apply, rejected, apply, rejected, that we now have an alcohol abuse problem. You see, one problem leads to another. So I like I, I really don't know, but I feel like some problems they need specific. How do I put this? But then like is now, like in that particular place, they will need a specific solution for that particular place. Like you, you, you I can't compare the problems of PE, like the youth of PE are going through. Oh compared yes. to the youth of yes. of Mutata, what no they go way. through. Mm. So I feel like it depends on that particular problem in that specific mm. area. Yeah. Just like you can't say what do I see? Motherwell, Kylie just say problems just because mm. township vibes. Yeah. You can't. That's true. I I did not think about that at all. Yeah. It, it just it just popped my mind now. <laughs> uh, to answer a different part of that question mm-hmm. about mindset and it's sticking to people, right? Um, I have a younger sister, and my sister is very different from me in the way she thinks. Just I don't even know how because we have the same parents. But my sister used to think in a very negative way. Mm. But when me and my mom both noticed it, we started. Uh, saying more positive things to her, about her, around her, um, implementing different ways to make her see uh, certain things that she was seeing negatively mm-hmm. in a more positive way. So I think, and my sister's pretty young, she's about 13 years old. Okay, teenage That was, sure. but that was, she was thinking really negatively at like 10. You see. Okay, 10 years old. So we were like, hmm, okay, it didn't make sense. And she's very timid, and I'm not like that at all. I no. I like fought a bully that everyone was scared of. <laughs> grade one, and she I was like, way bigger than me. <laughs> I'm very different from my sister. Child? My sister is even very violence. no, not even not like no, no, it's not even like that. I promise. It's because I was just sick of her. She was bullying everyone, uh, and I was like, no, stop it. But like, it's it's a mentality of uh, you have to start young, mm. and not only that, but you need to be able to be aware of certain problems. Mm. If you're able to sense an individual person's problem and you find a way to solve that individual person's problem, that person might find someone else's problem and solve that other person's Mm. problem. And it starts to create somewhat of a chain effect. So the the example of my sister, what I'm trying to say is, my mother and I both saw a problem and we decided to work together to solve that person's mindset. At an early stage. At an early stage. Mm. And when you do it at an early stage, you start to see differences uh, mm. faster and it's easier to mold someone oh, when yes. they're younger. And my mom's a teacher. Oh, so yeah. she teaches like, she, excuse me. <laughs> she taught, wow, I'm not <laughs> She taught, um, back in the day, she used to teach grade eight. Okay. 
And grade eights at rural schools range from like 12 to like 70. Sure. Huh? It's true though. It's true. Okay, 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 okay yeah. So a person in grade eight could be someone who's either 12 to the age of 70. And they're sitting in the same classroom. And they're sitting in the same classroom. If that's not a problem on its own, I don't know what it is. But like mm. my mom used to tell me how it was easier to make people who are younger to believe certain things are possible than the people who've mm. been through the problems. So I think it's very important that we start showing or teaching younger people a different form <clears throat> of mindset. Mm. Just like how our parents were on some fight for your place. Mm. Know that you have a place. You have the right to a place. Mm. You belong somewhere and you can do it. They weren't necessarily told the same thing. No. But yeah. because we were told that at a young age, we're able to fight now. Yes. We're able to bring up problems and find ways to solve those problems because we have that fight mentality that they don't necessarily have yeah. or that they were never taught to have. But because we were taught to have it, we're able to, to, to bring up problems, have a, certain, a, a, a form of aggression yes. that, that brings <clears throat> solutions. Yes. The aggression we have... That's like appropriate. Also, Super appropriate appropriate well while, while i was listening to you it just came to my mind that um you know that some problems the root of the problem is the family itself mm-hmm. definitely without a doubt that is true like i was just listening but now no just think about it like you would know that okay there there is a problem here yeah. this, of this child mm-hmm. let's say you, you I, I don't know which example to make like the, the child is being violent from an early age. Mm. Let's say a boy is being violent. Mm. Yes. And then the family says it. And be like, no, let him. He's still a boy. Yeah. Yes. And then yes. it yes. goes, it goes, it goes, exactly. it goes older. And now, and now when the person is 28 and mm. murders his girlfriend, and everyone will be like, oh, no, we knew he was being aggressive since he was 10. And you'll be like... You watched it happen. You mm. watched it happen. You watched the cycle of this anger issue. It's so true. And also, and also sometimes that it's it's the family it's itself that inflicts infect those anger issues yes. within the child. Yes, definitely. So it's so important to have those other outlets outside, so that at least a child knows that yes, I can understand things at home are not hundred percent, but I'm being taught something right exactly. from somewhere. From because somewhere. Exactly. We can't take it for granted. Like for me and my sisters, we think about this all the time. Like we take it for granted that you know we've got both parents in the house that raised us to be women that are independent, that don't need a man, all of those things. And also other important values and morals in life. But there's so many other people that don't have that. They don't, yeah. they don't have they don't even know that that exists, that kind of thinking. Exactly. So if you can create some kind of like centralized area where, you know, doesn't matter where you come from, we're all gonna come here and learn this is how we're gonna think about exactly. XYZ. Mm. Then obviously that's going to create some kind of progress. Um another quick shout out <clears throat> to my mom. <laughs> I I'm, love you, mom. I'm always sends I say every voice note she sends me. So mother <laughs> She's the greatest person alive. But she does she's really good at speaking. Mm. Oh, I just, just remember that I just my smile. <laughs> no, but so, you're crazy. No, but like no, okay, no, I do that too. But like compelling you, but like I love you. She knows. Everyone knows I'm obsessed. She's only a text and ten a year and it's gonna be That's now. a long time ago. I will must reply. Reply to your mom. Okay. So I was thinking, um, my mom is a really good speaker mm. and she does these motivational talks at the school that she teaches, right? And 
she's made me realize that if someone tells you that you can do it enough times you start to believe that you yes, can do it yeah. so she'll talk she, she'll tell me about stories of people who came back on some I wanted to speak to you because that thing that you mm. said back then told me that I can do it yeah. and I it's almost like a weekly thing where someone comes back on some um miss chair for you did this and this and this and this and her, listening to her stories makes me realize how important words sure. are the things even the things she says to me i'm just like wow you're the best like the things she says to me really do i take it to heart yeah because they come because i know they're coming from a good place mm. and her words start to change the way i think for exactly. example i'm very hard on myself very 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 i'm just like i'm the worst to myself Girl. but my mom will tell me it's okay because you need to acknowledge the things that you've already accomplished mm. you need to take note of all the small successes that you already have yeah. no one is making that small you did that you were able to get the goals you had set in the past don't necessarily look at the ones that you haven't got yet yeah. because you've already done enough exactly. i am proud of you the way that you are even if you're on some yeah no i'm failing for <laughs> I'm failing all four. My mom would be on some moment the moment. Legitimately like if let's say I say I fail all four. My mom would be like it's okay because I know that you did your best yeah. and I know that it's possible because it's you. Oh. She always tells me anything that you can do, anything that you believe that you can do. I know that you Masa, you can do it. Because you put your mind to it and you believe that you can do it. So, so yeah. It's the words she says, and then they start to take impact, and then I start to believe it. Exactly. When some when someone else believes in you, it gives you a different level exactly. of like confidence. You're like, oh, no, I got my mom on my side. I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. Yeah, Even if I fail fifty times, I know she's right there. No, exactly. And I like how you said enough times. It's not a once-off thing. Yeah. It's a recurring thing. It's a it's a process. It's a mm. repetitive kind of thing. Yeah, I can't always just be doing one. Exactly. Stuff. No, I believe in you, and then they leave. No, you can't. You have to. You have to continue going. To continue those, reassuring. To those, exactly to those communities, so that people can eventually have the courage to come up to you and be like, you know what? You've said this five that. times, and now after the sixth time. I just feel like I'm ready to come to you. It's like you can't come and then tell them you can do it and disappear. It's like missionaries because it, it's like it's like we it do who I was about to say something else like you know what <laughs> <laughs> the host is behaving. <laughs> no, like it's legitimately like missionaries. Like if a missionary goes to a specific country on some let's pray to Jesus, if the person goes once. It's not yeah. that you can convert one person, but let's say you go the second time and you convert 20 people. It's going to be different every it's single true. time that you yeah. go. The more you reiterate a message, yeah. the more people start to believe it. And also it's like when you when you are demolishing something and you're hitting a wall. Yes. You don't hit a wall once. Oh wow. You hit like after after a couple of times then it comes through. So I need to say you can. You can. You can. Some point it's going to stick in your head and then it's going to it's going to break through maybe that one part of your brain that was like I can't. Then there's going to be another part of the brain. So maybe well, now I'm saying I can't swim. I'm going to say you can, you can, you can. Boom! I'm swimming. Now let's go undo that. I can't run. Boom! 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 I'm running. Next one, I can cycle. Now I'm a triathlete. Don't you breathe? I see what you're doing. Yeah, I had to dance. Jumping, <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah. actually, belief is the strong faith in not just around you, surroundings, yeah. in yourself is the biggest thing. And the that's why 
phase one is so important phase one talking about it let's have enough conversations so that eventually we see practical steps we see sustainable long-lasting changes and that being said guys thank you mm-hmm. thank you so much that was actually so much fun yeah, like i was like guys some of these things i've never thought about mm-hmm. and then just having all of us together you you say something then you say that i'm like what mm-hmm. you know every single time i was like oh my goodness guys i've never thought about this it's better than talking to yourself it know? really is it's so that's much what people better. have radio shows with multiple people you know yo, guys, I, you start somewhere hello i have I've had phase one, so now I'm yeah, by phase two. Um, quick, I'm just want to say something to the people of the podcast. I, if I spoke too much, I sincerely apologize. We all, I tend to talk for a very long time. We'd be like what you said. And if I spoke less, I also apologize. <laughs> I have, I have my own problems to worry about